Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, rev our engines, or just need a bit more conversation. And on this week's episode, we've got another special announcement another for you. Another one. Another one. Why don't you spill the beans, Matt? Well, our guest this week has been a shop owner, a TV star, and has been empowering women since 2007. We discuss all things automotive with the one and only Bogey Latiner, co-host on All Girls Garage on the Motor Trend Channel and build leader on multiple all-female SEMA builds. You can find out more about Bogey and what she's doing at her website, bogeysgarage.com. You can find out more about Garage Talk and what we're into by following us, liking us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at GT Garage Talk. Or you can head over to our website, gtgaragetalk.com. But that's enough about us. Let's let's talk to Bogey. Let's do it. All right. So, Matt, do you have any questions for Bogey? I do, actually. Um, so... Bogey, first off, thank you very much for absolutely taking your time and coming on the show with us. Uh, super stoked to be able to d- to talk with you and uh, to share some stories with you. Um, kind of first things first, you are busy, like, like very busy. <laughs> uh, the the girl gang and all girls garage and all this stuff you've got going on. It's it's incredible and I love it. Um, Share with us a little bit about what all you have going on and, and kind of your passions behind those things. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> well, at this particular juncture in time, um, COVID has kind of put like a, a pause on everything that I do. Um, so I feel very unbusy at the moment. Um, but, um, you can breathe a little. Yeah. <laughs> I can breathe a little. Yes. My, my cats are like, who are you and why are you in our house? Um, <laughs> I, this is the longest, well, right now at this moment I'm in Florida, I'm in a lovely hotel room right now. Yes. Um, we're doing some filming of All Girls Garage. Uh, awesome. And that's about the only thing I have going on right now. But other than that, I, I've been home the longest stretches of time that I think I've been home in years. So wow. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so silver linings, I guess. Yes. Is what's going on? Um, giving me a little chance to breathe. But yes, normally I have a I have a ton of stuff going on. Um, so I have a TV show. Obviously, All Girls Garage is in its ninth season. Awesome. Um, been doing that for a long time now since the first season. Been on that show, and it's a ton of fun for those uh, who are listening who don't know what that is. It's a um, automotive DIY show on Motor Trend. Um, it's myself uh, and now just one other host, and we do restoration projects and repairs and maintenance and diagnosis and whatnot uh, to, to kind of really um, just share our passion for cars and, and our yeah. information about cars. So we do that. And then I have Girl Gang Garage, which is a kind of a training space without okay. really being, we're not an accredited school. Okay. What we'll do is we offer workshops and classes to introduce and celebrate women in the trade. So awesome. we're creating opportunities for ladies to get hands-on, try out new things. Uh, maybe they're in the industry and they want to try a different aspect of it, or they're in the industry and they just want to connect with other women in the industry. Yeah. Or maybe they're, they've never touched a ratchet in their life and they've always been intrigued by cars and they, and they want to try it. And so we're kind of opening doors for all of that. And we do uh, intro classes and then we do these massive scale all-female builds 
um, that, that bring together women from all over the country. So those are kind of the two main things that I do. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. I, I could see that too as being uh, a little less daunting coming into a group of ladies in a garage setting like that instead of being you know, thrown into the garage with a bunch of men. Um, it, it, I, when I went through tech school, I, I went to a local college, uh, in Oklahoma city and, uh, and there was one girl in one of my classes through the whole time I was there. Uh, and there was, it was never said, it was never spoken, but from a few of the guys, there was kind of that, you know, what is she doing here? Kind of a feeling. And I always hated that because there's nothing that says it has to be a guy's thing yeah. or a girl's thing. It's it's a car thing, and I love that, and I love that about uh, all of what you're doing right now. It's awesome. I appreciate it. When I went to tech school, it was definitely spoken. Um, there were definitely a lot of people who questioned whether, why I was there, whether I should be there. Um, I always joked because it was – I went to Universal Technical Institute, and so it was every three weeks we started a new class with a new wow. teacher and a new group of students and the whole thing. And uh, – and, I kept an avid, an avid journaler, so I would always like write in my in my journals, and I I played this game of how long was it going to take for the teacher to say something about the fact that there was a girl in the room, wow, and what and what angle or approach it was going to be, whether it was going to be supportive, whether it was going to be isolating me, whether it was going to be insulting me, it was like one one angle or the other, and what was it going to be? But um, but yeah, I think you're right, and a lot of a lot of ladies don't necessarily know yet if they want to go to technical school or they want to pursue a career because I think it's more common. It's changing now because just as many young boys these days don't know anything about cars either. Oh yeah. But it's, it's less likely for the average Jane Doe to have an opportunity to try a plasma cutter or try a welder or try doing body work or try replacing an alternator. You know, these aren't things that we generally get exposed to. And if you don't get exposed to it, you don't know if you're ever going to like it or not. Sure. And so there's, I, I speak with a lot of women who say, like, I don't know that I want to do this for a living, but I'd really, I'd really love to try it. Oh, yeah. And, and so you're not going to go to technical school yet, but then where do you go? There's like no in between really Yeah. to just try it on for size. I love yeah. that. That's fantastic. So would you say from your journaling experience, you had more positive or more negative introductions as the Ooh. female in the room? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. That's, that's a really good question. Um, and, I, and I do remind, this is like 20 years ago. Right. So things have changed quite a bit since I first came up in the industry. I'm, just, I'm giving away my age now. But um, I, it, was, it was interesting because sometimes even the positive ones wound up being negative. Yeah. Um, because it would be either insulting, negative, right? Or on the positive side, it would be, all right, listen up, guys. There's a, there's a lady in the room, and, uh, and you know what? She's, she's probably smarter than all of you. And so it alienated me, yeah. right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so it made me a target yeah. to the boys in the class. And so it wound up being like either, either way you sliced it, um, I, I was, you know, I was, I would, a lot of teachers would warn the students to make sure that they didn't curse because there was a little lady in the class. And, yeah. um, <laughs> you know. Sensitive ears. And oh, yeah. All those stereotypes. So my wife and I have had constant conversations kind of around this uh, stigma and this perception that automotive, the automotive industry is just all male and that's all there is to it. She, uh, she doesn't like to tell the story because she hates that it 
ever happened to her. But uh, when we first met, uh, she had a Mini Cooper. And uh, there are only a couple places here in our local area that would work on them. And she took it in for a simple problem. I can't remember what it was at this point. Uh, I think battery needed replaced or something. And they're like under the rear seat or something. Tiny car. So uh, she... Old one? Uh, it was a 2010. So... Okay. Yeah. And uh, she took it in. They gave her a quote. It, it was outrageous. I went back in with her to like sign the paperwork or pay for it or something. And it was instantly cheaper. And there's this common uh, thread throughout her life when dealing with cars that uh, the men in power can uh, take advantage of uh, a woman because she doesn't know or doesn't seem to know anything yeah. about what's going on. And has that been an experience for you? And has it been fun for you to prove them wrong if it has been? Because I, I'd be, I would, I'd be I would relish. It's fun just to prove those wrong every once in a while. That's a that's definitely it's fun to be underestimated sometimes. Yes. Um, that makes me really sad to hear that story. And I, I, now, obviously, it's not the first time I'm hearing something like that. And, and we hear it often. And the thing is, nowadays, I hear it from men, too, because just as many men don't know about cars, especially modern cars, right? Even if you're a, a gearhead and you're really into older cars, you start talking CAN bus diagnosis and they're like, uh, yeah. right? And and I think the challenge of the automotive industry, A, heavily male-dominated, B, highly technical. Oh yeah. And any time you're talking to a service provider in any arena and they start throwing out technical language, it's easy to assume that you're being taken advantage of. Right. And the fact that we've got some bad seeds in our industry who really are taking advantage of people means that often, I, I was a general repair shop owner for 13 years. Right. And, uh, and, and I, we ran an amazing shop, right? We didn't discriminate. We didn't treat people poorly. And yet new customers before they knew us, because we were an auto repair shop, just, just because we were auto repair, they walk in the doors with their fists clenched, oh, yeah. assuming to take advantage of them because it's it become natural defense. And so I think sometimes we think we're being taken advantage of when we're really not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's not to take away from the fact that there's definitely some crap that happens that's awful and shouldn't happen. Um, there's a lot of work that the industry needs to do in general and definitely the, the, we need to do around women both as players within the industry and as consumers of the industry. Right. Definitely, definitely. And I know one of your passions is promoting tech schools and having people step into those vocations. And, oh, my goodness, how important is it that we have people who are properly trained, the more complex that are. Yeah, good, good people who, I mean, yeah, every year cars get more and more complicated. We have heated steering wheels and lane departure and automatic braking and all these things technology. involved in our yeah Corey loves the technology <laughs> i can't stand it but uh i do too i can't i'm not gonna lie i love the technology <laughs> oh she's on your side yes <laughs> you know what i enjoy the puzzle of it like from a technical just yeah just from a mission standpoint i enjoy the challenge yeah uh, and i enjoy the constantly changing like that's what i love about my my career choice and what i think is is such a great opportunity for people in this career path is that you're you always have a new challenge you always have a new puzzle to solve it doesn't get stagnant it doesn't get old it's yeah. not boring um there's so many things i love about being a technician but yeah i'm a huge fan of trade school for for an 
number of reasons, right? Like one, because I think it's a great career path. I think we do our kids a disservice by telling them that there's only one path to success when yeah. there's nearly a multitude of paths yeah. to success. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like technical school, it lends a little bit of professionalism and credibility to the industry, which I think has a, a an outdated and old, no longer true stereotype of kind of being this, um, you know, backyard, backyard Bob kind of yeah, skill that, that isn't a profession, right? And so when we start talking credentials and certifications, like, we lend some credibility to what is a very highly technical field now where our technicians have, you know, twenty to $30,000 worth of education and then they've got $100,000 worth of tools and they're working on cars with more control modules than the first space shuttle. And yeah. like they have to be, our technicians have to be smart. You oh, know? yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there's a number of reasons why I'm all about it. Awesome. I, I've even run into the stigma of... Um, being ASC certified and coming into a shop where a lot of the guys are older guys, very, very well experienced. They know what they're doing. And it's almost like I'm stepping on their toes just by having that patch on my shoulder. And it, you know, so there's, there's a, a fight in both directions. Uh, but I mean, my goodness. So my first certification was in 2006 and just in that amount of time, excuse me, 2008, just in that 12 years, the industry has changed dramatically, drastically. Dramatically. Yeah. So uh, if you're on the line as a technician and you take a year off, like technology has just passed you by. Like absolutely. It's, it's like we're going to school consistently, both on the, you know, on the line working on cars, but also actually going back for more classes and more training always to learn, learn the new models that, you bring up an interesting point with ASE, and I think, you know, it's tough. In the United States, we don't have any certifications. Um, the woman who does my nails needs more certifications than I do as a technician. Um, wow. My mom can hang a shingle and call herself a mechanic. She is not. <laughs> right? Like, she should not be able to call herself a mechanic, but she could legally. Right. Right? And so ASE may not be perfect. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm good friends with a lot of the folks over at ASE. They're good folks. They're doing their best. Um, yeah. There's a lot of ways in which it is a little outdated. They're trying. Um, and it's hard, but it's, it's all we've got as an industry. Oh, yeah, yeah. And being an ASE certified tech in and of itself does not make you a great technician. Right. Oh, right? absolutely. But I wouldn't go to a doctor who doesn't have a medical <laughs> license. <laughs> exactly. Like, absolutely. Just like a medical license doesn't make you a great doctor. Right. Right. But I want both. I want experience and certification. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you had touched on doing a disservice saying that college is the only career path. And if I'm not mistaken, that was told to you and you followed that and then went to technical school. Is that yeah. correct? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I um, I got into cars when I was in high school and it was very like, not expected. I didn't grow up around cars. My my dad likes cars. They're, they're cool looking. He knows the years and then models, but he doesn't know, know how to work on them. So I didn't grow up in the garage or anything. My mom, clearly, we know she's not into cars. Um, so, um, it was kind of unusual, but I was in love with Volkswagen Bugs, my, my little air-cooled bug obsession. And, oh, yeah. uh, so, so I decided I wanted to buy one. And I saved up all of my babysitting money and my lawn mowing money, and I, I bought this cheap, POS, VW bug, 
and I started learning about them. So I wanted, you know, a couple of things happened. One, I, I would bring my car in for service and I would get treated poorly or I felt like I was being treated poorly. Right. Uh, and then I started reading car magazines. I was like, well, if I'm going to get treated poorly at the shop, well, I want to learn how to fix it myself. Right. So I start reading these car magazines and the only time girls show up, they're wearing bikinis and high heels right. and strategically placed grease marks. Right. And so I'm like, that's not cool. So I decided I was going to take auto shop in high school. And I got a lot of resistance to that. I was only the second girl in my entire high school history of being a high school uh, to take the auto shop program. They definitely weren't a fan of it. My guidance counselor actively discouraged me from it. My wow. friends thought I was crazy. The, the boys in class weren't super accommodating at first. Like yeah. we, we learned to have a great, you know, brother-sister kind of relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it wasn't generally accepted I, I almost was doing it out of spite. Yeah. But my whole childhood, it wasn't ever a question of whether, you know, which, whether I was going to go to college. It was which college are you going to go to? Oh, yeah. It was assumed, right? And, and so I did. I went off because nobody ever came to my high school to talk about technical school yeah. or to let me know that there was a career path in the trades. Like, that wasn't even, it wasn't even in my periphery, right? Right. And so I went off to college and I did my college thing and I loved it and I don't regret it. And it was a wonderful experience. And at the end, I, I was kind of burnt out. I was burnt out on, on academia and everything being cerebral. And I really missed working yeah. with my hands and problem solving in a, in a more tangible, tactile way. Oh, right? yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, again, shocked everybody in my life and moved out to Arizona and went to Universal Technical Institute. And here we are. <laughs> Nice. nice. That's awesome. So you've alluded to uh, your parents not necessarily being into cars. That's kind of where I am. Uh, we've done an episode with my dad, and he he doesn't know where my love of cars came from. But so where was it? Just the purchase of this bug that really just uh, lit everything up for you and opened the whole new world to you. And what have you yeah. had since then? That yeah, like highlights. <laughs> It definitely was that, right? It was definitely the bug that started the whole thing. And and it really, it didn't start out as a love of cars. I, I thought Volkswagen bugs were cute. Um, I loved that they all had a story. I, I loved that, you know, you could tell anybody that you had a Volkswagen bug and everyone was like, oh, I've got an uncle who drove across country in one. Or I used to all the time. I, like, everybody's got a story, yep. right? So I loved that about it. But I, I wasn't really a car person. What I loved was taking things apart and putting them back together again. Mm. I loved puzzles growing up. Yeah. I loved figuring out, okay, if this is doing this and this is doing this, then that's got to be the part that's not working. And that was the part that I loved about it. And, yeah. and it's funny because even now people are like, well, you know, what's your favorite kind of car? And I'm like, broken one. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, Matt's got I'm a good not, one for you. <laughs> right. Like, I'm, I'm not a typical car person, and it, it, it kind of throws people every once in a while. I do love them. I appreciate them. I like driving them. They're fun. I like looking at them at car shows. I like building them. Yeah. But I don't I don't love them because they're cars necessarily. I know that's sacrilegious to say. I love working on them. I love problem solving them. I love the technology of them, um, the, the process of, of taking something that's broken 
beating your head against the wall sometimes. (laughs) Right? It's the only job in the world I can think of where while you're doing it, you're cursing it every step of the way. Absolutely. Why? And then the minute you're done, you're like, look what I have made. That's it. That's exactly it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I'm I think you and I are soulmates cuz I'm I'm right there with you. I love it. Uh I I have had several projects. My first car was a 71 Super Beetle. And uh my dad and I rebuilt the engine and didn't torque one of the rod bolts so it slung that one and then we rebuilt the engine again. <laughs> yeah, you know, cuz they're a dime a dozen and you just go find another one and put it together and go. Uh no, but uh, my 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 lovely, wonderful, amazing wife has put up with <laughs> two or three projects that have sat just a little bit too long in the driveway, uh, yeah. and I've had to you know find something else to do with them. But uh, but no, I'm I'm absolutely right there with you. I love that uh, that figuring it out, putting it back together, getting it running again. Even if that's all you do is just get it running and go drive it around the block. It's it's so yeah. satisfying, so tangible. So you heard it, heard it here, listeners. If you're into puzzles, if you're into working with your hands, if you're into making figuring out what's wrong and making it whole again, yeah, uh, pursue an industry, uh, the automotive industry, and absolutely auto repair. So there's so much opportunity, so much opportunity in the industry, and my love for for problem solving, technical stuff has really grown into a love for communicating stuff about cars to other people and using cars as a as kind of the the vehicle no pun intended yeah. for em- empowering people right because when i first started getting into cars they were scary yeah. right cars are are scary they're unknown they're unfamiliar i didn't know anything about them they're big pieces of metal and plastic that drive me around and there's so many parts and pieces i didn't understand once i got over that fear of them and realized that somebody put this together I can take it apart. Yep. And if they put it together, that means I can put it together again. And once you start building that evidence of I can do this, I can take this apart and put it back together, suddenly everything else becomes less scary. Yeah. Mm. And nothing's intimidating anymore because it's all just a puzzle to solve. It's all just um, it's all just parts and pieces. And so whether you're talking about a house or a microwave or a refrigerator or a car or a uh, whatever, right? Even something more more intellectual of a process, right? Like a a, a paper you have to write yeah. or a problem you have to solve, right? It all becomes the same thing. And so I've become really passionate about teaching other people about cars because when you see that light bulb go off and they're like, oh, that's how that works. Yeah. You know that that's going to translate into other areas of their life too. That's awesome. Hey Gearheads, this week's episode is brought to you by our friends at ETX Laser. Born from a desire to bring custom decor and gift ideas to life, owners Brandon and Hannah are seeking to step up your style with their custom laser engraving. They can craft designs on wood, glass, metal, and more, and will work with you until you are satisfied. ETX Laser is also designing the awards for our upcoming Unlikely Heroes Car Show. You can check out their work and give them a like by heading over to their Facebook page facebook.com slash etx laser you can follow the link on our car show page gtgaragetalk.com slash car show or you can shoot them an email at etxlaser at gmail.com and get your custom engraved artwork started today
So that kind of leads me into perfectly into uh, what would be a word of encouragement that you have for women, especially uh, going into an industry that may or may not have an outdated view of um, its workforce and may or is definitely uh, male dominated. I try to be real with people, right? I, I don't want to be too high in the sky. And, and I definitely want to share that the, the, the message of if you love this, if you have a, a feel called to it and it feels right for you, like you go after what, what sets your soul on fire yeah. and don't listen to anybody. You find your allies, you ignore your critics, you use them to fuel your fire and you go after what it is you want. At the same time, I, I want to be real with people. Women make up about two and a half percent of all automotive technicians. Wow. That's, That's up from the 1.7 it was when I started out. Wow. Um, wow. It is not, it's not always an easy road. Yeah. Uh, can be an uphill battle and you will have people who are not supportive, but you're going to have a whole lot of people who are supportive. And fortunately we live in in a, a day of social media, which is a it's double-edged sword, right? There's a lot of negatives to social media, but the beauty is, is you can see and connect with other women doing what you do. Yeah. And so you can know you're not alone and, and connect with people, find your mentors, find your allies, find other folks who are like-minded and don't be afraid to reach out for help. Yeah. And, I think that's really like for anybody, male or female, getting into any industry. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. <laughs> you can find that's awesome. Now, that whole hard-headed thing that uh, we as humans have, uh, <laughs> we've, we've got to learn to get over it. Right. We somehow feel like if we ask for help, then it's not as genuine of a win. Right. But it's, it's still, we all need help. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, to shift gears a little bit. Pun intended. Yeah, absolutely. Uh <laughs> We're going to move into a segment that we like to call Random Misfire. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> our, you know, the the most famous code in the automotive industry, PO300, yeah. right? Uh, and so this is eight questions. Corey and I will both be asking you. There, Some of them are, you know, either or. Some of them are, you know, your personal preference, things like that. Uh, okay. And, I'm of so course. <laughs> You'll be no, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll make and, it very simple for you. And of course, there's eight questions because all engines should have eight cylinders. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, we'll take this offline. We'll discuss. <laughs> <laughs> you can make so much power with a four cylinder these days. Why Absolutely. That uh, is true. Okay, all right. Touche. Did you miss your air cool? Did your air cool both like have No. She got you. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty then. I may have wrote that, written that part of the script. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got me. You got me. So do you only want to do four questions? or? <laughs> so, uh, Corey, if you want to start us off, and we'll just kind of bounce back and forth. And uh, I have a special question at the very end that I want to ask you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to... Uh, <laughs> To find out how how connected we are oh dear. Uh, when it comes to cars. <laughs> All right, so I'll start off with a personal one. Do you name your cars? Sometimes I have not named my most recent car, but um, I always call all of my inanimate objects by male name. Okay. But when I do name them, they're always boys. Okay. okay. Cool. 
Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite. All my vehicles have been female. Uh, I typically name everybody calls their their cars female <laughs> names. Yeah. Why? Why do all the inanimate objects have to be women? I, I don't have a good answer for that one. <laughs> all right. Uh, think and, about that. Okay. Right. I will agree. I'm outdated on that one. So. <laughs> but uh, sometimes I name them before I even get them. So yep, yes, yep. I, I've got a problem there. <laughs> so. Matt. All right. Manual or automatic? Manual on principle for like 9 million reasons. Manual. However, I was told by my staff, my employees at my old auto repair shop many, many moons ago uh, that I was not allowed to own a manual because I am the queen of multitasking and I'm always doing 14,000 things while I'm driving. And so I was told that I'm not allowed to have one more thing to do. That's awesome. <laughs> You're one of those drivers. Okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. So I drive it's automatic. <laughs> for my Nash. My Nash, of course, is a, is a manual. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. So it's my turn. Yep. All right. So this one's a little more recent. Uh, team Jeep or Team Bronco? Bronco. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean that's that's a hard answer too, right? Like I like the new Bronco. It's it's I I think it's really sexy. Um, these are awesome. I, I have nothing against either of them, honestly. Um, but the new. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. Your All right. Turn. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this question already, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Build it or buy it. Depends on what we're talking about. <laughs> um, most of the time, the answer is build it. Okay. There are times, right? I could sew my own clothing, but I really just can't be bothered. Fair enough. Right? There's times where just because you can make it yourself doesn't mean it's necessarily the smartest or the wisest or the most intelligent way to go about things. But mo most of the time, I will say build it. Very wise words. Very so wise words. Are you going to be putting a BMW in a Chevy truck again anytime soon? <laughs> no. No. It was a wonderful thing, uh, and I don't need to do it ever again. <laughs> so, Check. <laughs> so you've kind of already touched on this one. We could go a little more in-depth in with it, but more tech or less tech in vehicles? I think overall tech is positive. Um, like any technology, there's always a double-edged sword. Right. They, the, they make our lives easier. They make our lives safer. They, they protect us. They protect our families. Um, and it's more things to break. So yep. it really it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. But I think overall tech has in, in cars particularly has been a, a wonderful thing. Our cars are safer. They're smarter. They do more cool stuff than, than they ever have before. So, yeah, more tech. So, I'm the tech nerd of the two of us. And when it comes to dailies, I'm all tech all the way. Uh, but my favorite car, 1969 Camaro Z28. Uh, I want it as original and no technology. Like, give give it to me the way yeah. it rolled off the factory. So, yeah. uh, and there's beauty in that, too, for yes. sure. Yes, and a simplicity. Uh, being able to fix stuff without a electronics background or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. For us, it's job security, right? <laughs> <laughs> the it, more advanced they are. <laughs> it, it is. And it's constant excitement. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 
get I get both sides of it, right? I think as a technician on the line, as a like a daily technician wrenching every day, I learn to not like working on old cars. Yeah. Because the older they are, the more they like to break just by looking at them. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you always wind up with an upset customer. Oh yeah. And I don't upset customers, so <laughs> I like working on newer cars where I knew I could look at them without anything falling apart. Yeah, yeah. Very very well put. Very well put. Matt? Is it mine now? Okay. It's yours. Favorite road trip snack? I, I know we're in COVID and, and we're not supposed to be going anywhere, but when we could drive places, yeah. what's that thing that you stop at the gas station for every time you go somewhere and grab? A really good question. It depends on if the powder is cold out. Okay. Um... For some reason, road trips scream Twizzlers to me. All right. So I really like like the the big bag yes. of Twizzlers. Yeah. Um, but if it's not hot out, chocolate covered pretzels are my like. Oh. They're they're yes, yes. they're my Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Yes. But in Arizona, this time of year, you can't eat chocolate covered pretzels <laughs> because they will melt before you make it to your mouth. So yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Awesome. All right. Favorite car? I alluded to my 1969 Z28 Camaro. What do you got? I know anything. there's... No. Um, <laughs> anything broken, I yes. I am in love with anything tiny. So all the, the mini cars, the, the original Fiat, the original Mini Coopers, um, even the goofy BMW IZettas, uh, the Honda 360. Like, there's um, there's a ton of, like, just little teeny cars that I just, it, they're just so cute. Yeah. So, yeah. I want all of them. So I can't even pick out just one because I want all of them. Cool. Fair enough. <laughs> and right. they're little, so they're, like, snack size. You can get lots of them, right? right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Easier to place, pl- put places. And, yeah. Yeah. Good to go. You could stack, like, Three or four Volkswagens where you could put one pickup. So, you know. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is the one I've been excited about. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched the uh, working from home on the Motor Trend uh, on demand. And I noticed almost immediately that you are a tea drinker. Me being from the South, the typical mm-hmm. is sweet tea. Uh-huh. I am on the other side of that coin. And I love unsweet tea. So the question for you is, sweet or unsweet? Unsweetened with one stevia. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Because I'm weird. Um, just, a little, <laughs> like, just a little bit of sweet, but I am not like I can't do sweet tea. Like, yeah. I can't. I can't do. No. I I just brew it straight black. The the heavier the stronger the better and then just a little bit of stevia to take the edge off yep see i've got family that would prefer the spoon to stand up after they get done mixing in all the, oh, the sugar so yeah. can you imagine with the amount of tea that i drink already if i was drinking it sweetened i would be bouncing off the wall yes yeah like, yep. it would probably be great for television let's be honest <laughs> I'm pretty sure my grandfather, who loves sweet tea, would mix it uh, one part to one part sugar and tea, uh, like for everything. So a cup of sugar for cup of tea. He he loves oh, sweet tea. God, I feel the diabetes coming on. Just thinking about that. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, Bogey, we truly appreciate you coming on and sharing your passion, sharing your history, and uh, just hopefully enlightening 
the future for some of our listeners and our viewers. And hope, hopefully, maybe we will get uh, some new people in the industry because of this. Yeah. That's, that is ultimately what we want to do. Uh, between your message and our message is uh, we want more gearheads in the world. Absolutely. And uh, to... The water's great. Come on in. Yes. That's it. Yes. <laughs> so... Uh, do you want to tell our listeners just one more time where they can find you uh, and where they can find more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on social media, uh, Bogey's Garage, or the name of my shop is Girl Gang Garage. And so on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, website, you name it all across the board, it's Bogey's Garage and Girl Gang Garage. And, and please feel free to reach out and, and ask questions, shoot me a message. I, I do my best to respond as quickly as I can to everybody. I love chatting with folks. Um, and I love connecting with uh, with other gearheads and car enthusiasts, and especially ladies out there in the trades. Love hearing from you. So. Awesome. Well, we have very much enjoyed the conversation with you. Thank you very much for being on with you us. So, thank you, guys. We cannot thank Bogey enough for taking time to chat with us about the industry and her experiences with it. You can find out more about Bogey and what she is doing, what she's into, by going to her website, bogeysgarage.com. That's B-O-G-I-S-G-A-R-A-G-E.com. And she's got links to all her social channels. She really loves hearing back from her fans. So go check her out. You can hear more about what we're into and what we're doing by heading over to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at GT Garage Talk, or hitting up our website, gtgaragetalk.com for the latest things that we're into and car news. That was a blast of a conversation. That really was. I know, though, that you are super excited for next week's conversation. A smidge. Yeah. A smidge. Be sure to tune in next week because we get to discuss all things automotive with an American icon car club owner and fellow gearhead. It's going to be fun. But until next time, bye. Hey Gearheads, Corey here. And if you liked that interview and would like to hear more, even a blooper or two from our recording, head over to patreon.com slash talk. Sign up for our 1LT Camaro tier and you will be granted early access to unedited episodes. You will get to hear everything that goes into Matt and I making a recording of Garage Talk, as well as some bonus content from our guest. If that's not enough, browse through our many other tiers and see what perks come with each level. We appreciate all of you, and we thank you for listening.